Yo, what's poppin'? It's your man, Dean Edwards. Welcome to another episode of the Father Market Protocol, son. We are back in the building. I'm back in Vegas doing my thing. You know what? I've uh, had, had uh, some some cool episodes recently. Um, you know, and I've been on the road, so y'all, y'all pardon if I, I don't promote a bunch of uh, dates because the, the up to, upcoming dates I do have um, are... Pretty much cruise ship gigs. Although you can't catch me at the Miami at the Miami at the Miami Improv on uh, on March first. Uh, I think it's a late night show. Myself, Brooklyn Mike, uh, some other cats, and then my man Kyle Little Grooms is hosting. So you can catch me down there. You can also catch me uh, in Detroit or uh, outside Detroit, actually uh, uh, Royal Oaks, Michigan. At um, what's that called? Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. You can catch me there in April. Um, I'm giving y'all a heads up now. You can catch me there in April on April 26th. And between now and then, I have a couple of uh, you know, I'll be going for a month total. Um, two different two week runs on uh, on the NCL Epic and the NCL Breakaway. Um, so if if you're if you happen to be in, see, check those out. But bigger than all that. Bigger than all that, man. I have, uh, you know, I love my Road Warriors series, uh, and I have one of my Road Warriors, one of my one of my dudes. We go back some time. I think I was, I was, I remember when you first started coming around the scene in New York. I was like, who's this young handsome Latino brother? Is <laughs> <laughs> and and this just to give y'all some of his credits. Um, most re- not most recently, but recently, um, he was he was chosen, uh, handpicked. Uh, to appear on uh, appear at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Montreal, uh, Canada, on uh, Kevin Hart's LOL uh, Laugh Out Loud Network, um, you you did you were part of the the uh, reboot of Last Comic Last Standing. Comic Standing, yeah. Um, was that with JB hosting? JB was hosting. Uh, Keenan was a judge. Okay. Russell Peters. Russell and Roseanne. And Roseanne. Roseanne yeah. when when people still liked her. When people still liked her. <laughs> <laughs> and and I remember this 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 uh, reality show you did. Was that on Oxygen? That Network? was on Oxygen. Oxygen yeah. Network with uh with um my man Brandon T Jackson. I think he was a producer. Brandon on that T Jackson as well. was producing. Brandon T Jackson and. Uh, and D. D. Ray, Ray Davis, and, uh, Michael Blackson, Michael Blackson and, and, and Adam himself, Hunter, and Adam Hunter, yep. who I remember as Hunter Adams when he first uh, came out, and uh, most recently you were on HBO Latinos, uh, Entre Nos, Entre Nos, Entre Nos. I like that you roll the R's. I, I, roll, I roll my R's. That's, I was born in the Bronx, baby. <laughs> and, and you can check out his comedy special. Uh, I'm no expert um, on, iTunes, on, yeah. on, on iTunes, and Amazon, I'm sure on their website, Play, yeah, it's Google, all, and all that, all the platforms. Give it up for my man Eric Rivera. It's in the building, sitting here with me. Eric, what's going on, son? <laughs> what's going on, man? I get very animated. I, I know. I, I see. I, even, even if nobody's sitting here. With I, you know, I gotta sell it. Yeah. <laughs> so then you drop in like virtual claps and all. I, that you know what? I I usually do the claps with my mouth and uh and I'll just uh <laughs> but but music is usually playing which which well by the time they they hear that uh you, music will be uh rocking out. Okay. On here, Eric and I are out here at the uh, at the comedy, comedy cellar in in uh, lovely Las Vegas of Nevada in the Rio. The 
Rio Hotel uh, Spa and Casino, whatever it's called. And, and we've been out here for a couple of days with myself, Eric, Lynn Coppitz, Adam uh, Ferrara. Adam Ferrara, and of course the, the staple, Mark the, the Cohen. Staple Mark Cohen. Who I, I gotta have Mark on here. How have you have you enjoyed the week, man? It's been good, man. Yeah. I, I like like I've done Vegas a couple times, but mm. the thing I hate about it, it's always like uh, you know, Vegas local. And then you, and then you just stranded, and then what the seller has done, <laughs> it brings people you like, right. you know, that you know, and right. no one, no one's got to carry the show. Everyone's doing twenty right. minutes, and we're having a good right. time. Right, Lynn, Lynn, I like what Lynn says. She said, you know, what it's like, it's like going to summer camp. Yeah, you know, because everybody just does. You know, nobody's doing super heavy lifting. Um, and afterwards, we all have either before or afterwards, we've all kind of hung out and we yeah. get to hang out in the green room. Yeah, um, I did an episode last last month uh, with myself, Greer, Mark. Uh, who else was there? Uh, Tracy, I forgot Tracy's last name. Um, and my man from uh, from Australia, some jeez, uh, Keith Oz, I forgot his last name, his first name. Anyway, but we just we had a good time yeah. just sitting and and tossing it up in the uh, in the green room. Um, and the shows are good because no one's got to shoulder the load. Like, right. Not to, you're not saying that when you go on the road and you got to do the hour, it's, but it's more work. Yeah. You got to you gotta dig your heels. Yeah. Like, this is almost like home run derby. We all just yeah. go up there and just, ah, let's right. do right. what you do. Right, right. And we have that's, fun and the crowd loves them. Yeah. And, and, and just when the crowd starts really settling into your set... You leave them wanting more, yeah. you know, which which I uh, I like. It's especially because I've been the, there. There've been some uh, there've been some funky uh, road gigs lately. Oh yeah, you know, I've I've had some. Uh, you know, we, myself and Harris there. We had we had some uh, some interesting weekends over. I, I spoke about um, the one of them. Uh, I was in Atlanta. It was just it was it was rough. Not because it had to be, but because mm-hmm. it, it turned into that because. Uh, those who should have handled things professionally were not doing so. Right. And so everything from uh, radio uh, promo that was supposed to be set up and us getting there, waking up at 6.45, getting there at 7.15, and then them saying, well, what are you guys doing here? Right. You know, that those types of things have happened. You know, the seller, we came out here because we know uh, Noam and Esty and, and Liz and crew they they run it like it's a it's a it's a well oiled machine. Yeah. So you don't you don't come out here expecting any real issues, and that's refreshing. Yeah. On top of, Jesus, the host gonna be good. Right. Did, does the feature match? Um, did they match up a feature? If I can if I can bring Harris or whomever I like to bring on the road, right? Does the feature set complement mine, or or is is it such a stark contrast to what I do that now I gotta go and clean up what they right. do? What what one of the hosts in Atlanta um, on on Saturday night, the first night, um, no, I'm sorry, Friday, Friday night, the host didn't show up. What was it Saturday? One of the nights they didn't uh-huh. show. A host didn't show up for. The first show and then the second show, they called in just any comics that were nearby. And, and so when I came off stage, um, the first show and after a meet and greet, this comic says to me, he's like, hey, man, hey, I'm, I'm your host for the next show. I said, OK, cool. I said, yeah, man, I used to bomb all the time at the old club. I was like, but that's, that doesn't make me feel good. That's not what I want to hear. <laughs> so to make it worse, when he finally went on stage... 
he was bombing so badly, oh. someone in the audience had reached out to a comic friend that they know uh-huh. and said, yo, we about to leave because this dude is terrible. Dude, what? That their friend showed up and ran on stage and just told the dude, you got to go. Wow. Like, that's 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 what we've been, uh, <laughs> that's now, what we've been now, dealing with. Now, was he bad? What made him, was it like, did he not talk to the crowd? Did know, he just go into material? I didn't watch him because I was so just pretty much done with the mm-hmm. most of, like, we had, we had dealt with probably two or three days already of, right. of just debacle after yeah. debacle. So we were in the green room, and I could see on the monitor, and I think I looked at You saw the body movements? I saw the body, A lot of wiping his his forehead. A lot of woo! You know, a (laughs) lot of physical woo! Yeah. And finally, when I saw the other dude hop on stage, I was like, wait, what's happening? I've only seen that one other time. Uh Uh-huh. so I was I was in Cleveland. Uh-huh. I won't say who the comic is because I don't want to. <laughs> but uh, I'll find out. After. So I was supposed to. Th- you know what? This is the crazy story. So I was supposed to be featuring for Patrice. Okay. In Cleveland. Okay. And then, then, then he passed. Okay. Oh wow. So they ended up replacing him with another headliner, mm-hmm. uh, and they. So I, I was there. I get there, and the club goes, oh, the headliner brings their own feature, so uh, you'll headline Thursday, they're coming in Friday, Saturday, and then you'll headline Sunday. And I was like, so, but I'm, I'm still getting- Getting my check. I'm still getting the full pay. And they're right. like, yeah, yeah, no, we're going to pay you for the- And I was like, okay. Oh, oh that's funny, because that's every comic, any entertainer that starts hearing that story, that's the first thing yeah. that goes to my mind is, oh, yeah. but my money's But right. I got, yeah, yeah, I'm good, right? Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. So uh, I do Thursday. It was a good crowd. And uh-huh. then Friday, I was like, let me just go to the club. Let me see mm-hmm. why this person, you know, maybe the person doesn't know me if I introduce right. myself. Right. I introduced myself. They were, they were cordial, but, mm-hmm. you know, had a, had a thing going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched the first show unfold, and mm-hmm. the features, he's bad. Uh-huh. It's not going well for him. Right. And then headliner goes on, and they're going long. So the headline now, is going. The long. headline is going long on the first show. So I go out into the bar real quick. Is that to make up for the stink of the? No, just that's that's. Just, I guess what that's okay. what they did. Okay. So then I go out to the bar and I'm watching this next crowd waiting to go into their show. Right. And getting frustrated. Drinking. Uh oh. Uh oh. So the, the, the general manager comes <laughs> I, up to me. I see so where this is the going. The general manager comes up to me like, "Hey, so the headline says if you want to go on to the second show." Mind you, I'm watching the crowd. If you want to go on the next show, you know, you could do like 10 up front. And I was like, uh, you know what? Yeah, no. I'm going to be all right. I'm just going to hang if right. that's cool. Right. And sure enough, feature goes on and uh. it starts going horribly wrong. Yeah. Like the crowd, the crowd is heckling him. He has no idea what he's doing. Right. They just, and they're just going in. Uh-huh. Like they get off the stage, you know, get a new right. job. Like they're just throwing everything at him. Yeah. And is, you, is it a black comic? Yeah. Okay. And he is broken. Headliner, the, the whole the features broke. Yeah, he he's oh, wow. got he's got another. He don't know what this is. A headliner has to come up on stage, takes the mic out of his hand, Damn. and then like like scooches scooches him, him off, and he's, then he's hand, Sandman sends yeah, him. and then handles. But I was like, why would you do that to yourself? Like right. I just never understood the whole. I'm gonna bring somebody who's worse than me. I have a theory on that, and I speak on it uh, sometimes because. I always let people know Harris Stanton is a headliner. Yeah. Right? Harris is a headliner who's my friend. Right. And doesn't have to go on the road with me, but if he has nothing else, and I always tell him when when, uh, when I book something, I'm like, yo, do you have anything this right. week? He's like, no. I'm like, well, if you want to go, go do 
the Albany Funny Bone. I'm booked here. Yeah, nah, let's go. Just because we're going to rock out. And I bring him on the road because he's going to keep me sharp. Right. You know, steel sharpens steel. When, right. when 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 cats bring some someone, it's one thing if you bring someone new and you see their potential. Right. It's another if you bring someone you know, know is gonna do so bad, and then you're gonna look like a hero for mm. saving the show. I'm like, yeah, but you're starting the show at a deficit. Right. So if 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 a show starts at a zero, and you have someone come on, and I I have Harris go on, and and Harris gets them. The host goes on and might might only get them to a 10, but I know Harris is going to get them to at least a 50, 60, and then I can get them to a 100. Right. But if you start as a zero and the host gets them to a 10, 15, and then the feature stinks and brings them to a negative 30, right. now you have to have more work to do. Right, right. Or you've made the host uh, work harder. It's, it's stupid to me, but it's also, I think it's uh, it speaks to insecurity that, that a lot of, artists have right. because they don't want to have to work. They yeah. they prefer uh, you know, coasting and I don't yeah. want I don't want to coast. I want to Yeah, coast I want to get better. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So so uh, you're not gonna tell us who that was, huh? Nah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have you ever seen the the guy who was featuring like uh, like I never seen him after that. No. no I, okay. I I think that's her that's their feature the okay. whole time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What you've seen the head, but I've talked about it with other comments. Like, yo, do you know? I'll tell you off. off okay, okay. I'm like, do you know? And they're like, oh, that dude is. <laughs> do you think is the feature of female or male? Male. Okay. No, because I, I, the other, the flip side to that is sometimes someone will bring someone that has benefits. Like if they uh-huh. bring, if they bring, if you see a, a young, a young like, female fixing of a comic, old grizzled, yeah, you like, know something's uh, happening. Yeah, he's he's mentoring. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's a mentor to her. You know, which which is which is uh, I I always thought that was kind of creepy. If it's if it's kind of blatant that they're um. They're taking advantage of, of their position, right. you know, as as a veteran or as a headliner, and like yeah, because we've all seen it. We've all yeah. seen like a new young uh, female comic come around, and pe- that looks a certain way, looks good, right? And now suddenly everyone's super nice to her and and giving her a little more attention than you gave the uh, the emo looking right. female comic that started that um, that is funny but nobody really is looking at like like they're trying to holler at her. Right. You know? uh, I, I just always found that uh, funny and interesting, but that's all the also the dynamic of the the world we live in. That's bigger yeah. than comedy. That's everywhere you go. Yeah, that's everywhere. Yeah, it just, it just so happens we're doing it at night. There's alcohol involved, so right. all of that is hyping the love, man. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. All right, so so er, you know, because uh, I want to, I I like to in the Father Mugger Protocol podcast, we like to get people's uh, origin story, uh-huh. you know, and then also bring it up to what what you're currently doing. But also, what I what I find interesting um, about you, what I what I find fascinating, really, I'm always interested to hear about a comic that. Uh, Changes coasts, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, like we all move. Like Lynn, we, I'm t- talking about Lynn because Lynn uh, is here uh, in Vegas with us. But she told me her story of how her her family moved from the Northeast down to Florida and Alabama, and then she wound up coming back right to New York uh, as an actress, and then wound up a, uh, a comic. 
You're from New York originally. I'm originally from New York, born and raised. Born and raised in the uh, what? What? In New Rochelle. Nauru. Nauru. the nine one four son. Yep. I never knew that. Yeah. I, I never knew that. Son. I think one time we talked about it in passing because aren't you? You're Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and you wound up moving to LA eight years ago, and I know it's eight years because recently I said to I said to Eric, "When did you move? Three, four years ago?" He's like, "I've been out there eight years." I'm like, "Damn, okay, all yeah. right." How, how did you? When did you first know that you were you were a funny cat? Uh you know it. I like I was always I wasn't a class clown. Like I was I was I'm always intrigued by those comments of like, "Oh, I was a class clown." Uh, Everybody knew. Like I was funny to like. People that I let in. Okay I, was, okay. I wasn't a loner, but I, you know, I bounced around a little bit. Just, right. I didn't feel like I fit in anywhere in middle so school, you could high vibe school. With everybody. Yeah, so I was okay. cool with everybody. Okay. And if we were friends, I, you know, I was funny. I'd crack jokes right. here and there. Uh, and then I really wanted to, I guess, perform. Okay. Like, I didn't know comedy was a thing yet, so I, I you know, I tried out for theater. Like, like Zama was big, so I would watch him a lot. <coughs> Excuse uh, me. So it was always like. Trying to figure out what I was doing. Were you into Leguizamo because he also was Latino? Did, did, he, did you, that was a that was a big him? yeah. Like so, no, I grew up like my father would let me watch Pryor, okay. Carlin, Eddie Murphy, and those guys were amazing. So your pops didn't mind the language. No, well, my dad, you just na- you just named <laughs> my, dad, my dad would drink. Okay, and every time it would start off with "Don't tell your mother." And I'm okay. like, "Hi." Right. Okay, and I would okay. just sit there and watch these guys right. with him. And it, they were great. The the one that really resonated resonated with me was Murphy because okay. Murphy, like Pryor was 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 genius because he was talking about his life, and mm-hmm. I appreciate him now that I'm older because he was talking about you know like stuff he went through with his right. moms and you know the shooting the car and all right. like those classic bits. Right. But as a kid, you don't you know, like, it didn't it didn't connect. Yeah. And then Eddie Murphy comes out, and he's a young kid. He's talking about ice cream yeah. and taking a bath yeah. and yeah. shoving a GI Joe. Yeah, he's doing all that. So as a little kid, you're like, oh, right. I know that. Right. That McDonald's hamburger. Right. My mom does it. So right, right. it resonated with me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Leguizamo comes out. And it was the first time I'd seen somebody of, of, of my culture mm-hmm. doing it. And, you know, he did Mambo Mouth, which was right. like a collection right. of characters. Right. It's so like it, a one-man show. Yeah. Right. And some of the characters didn't resonate, but then there was a couple characters that right. did because he did the same thing Eddie did where right. it was like, oh, this is a young kid. And he's yeah. like, oh, yeah. I get that. Right. So I started watching him, and I was like, oh, I wonder what that is. Right. And then that's when I started investigating, like, oh, that's theater, and I can do this, and mm. this stage, and I can perform. Mm. Uh, but I, <laughs> but even with no chops, acting chops, or comedy, I still had an ego to me. Like, I tried out for a play. Mm. I got uh, for The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. And who's, my, you, who's you audition for? I, well, they, it was just general uh, okay. audition. So okay. you went in, and then they would pick the characters. So in my head, I was like, all right, Tin Man, Lion, Scarecrow. Right. I, I'm going I'm to rock those. Right. I got... Uh, I got gatekeeper number two. <laughs> 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 you were a yo e yo I quit. I was like, I'm not. Oh, I'm, that's not funny. I'm not doing two lines? I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Because then also I could hear my, my pops coming. And it's like, I sat through two hours for you to <laughs> two things? <laughs> I'm not going to waste gas for that. Two that's lines? Funny. So I ended up quitting. And I remember that teacher. She gave me detention for the week. Cause, After that happened? Because I quit. And then she found me the next day, and she's like, oh, wait, you, you you just quitting? And I was like, yeah, I only have two lines. Like, in my head, it made sense for me to... Listen, <laughs> it says arrogance. Did you son. quit? Yeah, I only had two lines. She was like, you know, but the whole production counts on you. And I was like, 
It's two lines. Uh, yo. You can give it to gatekeeper number one. He can, right, he he can talk to himself. He'll have four lines. He'll have four lines. Right. And she was like, you know, that's very selfish. You know, the whole production relies on everybody doing right. their part. Yeah. And in my head, like, I understood what she was saying, but I'm still going, it's two it's lines. lines. Yeah. If, if gatekeeper, no one is going to leave going, yo, gatekeeper number two? <laughs> yo, yo, he did that. <laughs> he, he carried the whole production. You know so, the whole show is Dove and Dorothy and tomorrow yeah. and uh, tomorrow, yeah. but but, but uh, that's Annie. She, yeah. uh, uh, over the rainbow was yeah. hot, but that gatekeeper with gatekeeper the, number two, two lies. What? So uh, she gave me attention for the week, and then still trying to figure it that's out. That's kind of but hold up, what? that's kind of out of pocket. She had no right to give you detention. She gave me detention for the week <laughs> to teach me a lesson about selfishness. That's kind of whack. Yeah. So uh, I get it, but <laughs> she's just mad because you were. Yeah. You, I think she was mad with good reason because it was a selfish move. Right, but that's really for your parents to to teach you why that's selfish, and for her as a teacher to explain to you why. Right, that's a selfish move. Her punishing you for not wanting to do something because you don't feel. That it's a valuable, valuable enough for you to uh, to commit, you know, two or three months of preparation for those two lines. That was on her. She she dropped the ball. In my right. opinion, um, having children. In my opinion, I'm like looking like, well, no, she should have. Yeah. She should have. She should have said, you know what, you shouldn't have. Uh, should have just disappeared. Right. Now you could have. You, yeah, Eric, you could have let somebody know. <laughs> you just left there like, uh, and, you know, the line comes up, line, yeah. line. Uh, Eric's gone. What do you mean he's gone? It's, it's his part. Yeah, he he said he just kept saying <laughs> two lines. <laughs> two lines. Uh, so still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Uh, and I was telling you guys in the green room, I grew up. Extremely religious. Mm. We went to we're Pentecostal Christians, so we were going to church. Sundays uh, was regular service, Sunday service, Sunday school. Uh, Mondays was family service. Mm. Uh, Wednesdays they would do like a community service. Mm. Friday nights we were doing it was like special events, so like uh, different groups would lead the service. So it'd be like you know youth night one night, right. uh, gentlemen, uh, the ladies. Uh, and was then, it a fish fry, a Friday fish fry? No, we didn't do fish fry. Oh, okay. uh, it was a Spanish church, so they would do, oh, you know. Okay. <laughs> and then Saturdays was like, uh, they'd get together and do some kind of community event or something. Right. So I was I was at church like five days a week. That's a lot. It's a lot of church. Were you an athlete in school? No, you didn't have any no, time. I didn't, to I didn't have I didn't have I didn't have the height on me. Okay, okay. I played little league, and then I played Babe Ruth league. And then I tried it for the high school baseball team. Uh-huh. And then that's when I noticed that my 4'11 frame didn't have man muscles. <laughs> when I saw these other dudes coming out, and you just hear the difference in their swing and my yeah. swing. I was a lot of bunts, and I was like, you know what? And you hear, yeah. you hear that crack. Yeah, that, that, that giant, that, that, that almost like a thunderous clap. Right, it's like, right, nope. right. Uh, so I was in church all the time, and... Watching like Wazamo, then you know, Mama Mouth came out, then uh, Spicorama came out. Mm. I was like, I want to do that, right? So I just started jotting ideas down, okay. And uh, I remember asking the the pastor, I was like, Could I perform here? Because like I would see people like always singing or dancing, and dancing, right. yeah, or something. And he was like, Well, if it's got a religious message, uh-huh. you could do it. And I was like, Oh, okay, huh. so now I, I just take what I had and start tailoring it to. Messages have the jokes that I have. Oh, and that's just, smart. Yeah, so I started doing one man shows at church. Oh, that's kind of slick. 
And then that was cool, too, because then other churches caught wind of it because they were part of a, it was called the Assemblies of God. So it was like network. almost like a network of right. churches. So I was doing churches in the Bronx area. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you had it. There was a circuit. <laughs> I had a circuit, yeah. I was touring with the show. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So I would, I would do these shows, and I, I, like, I fell in love with them. I was like, oh, I want to do this. Uh-huh. Uh, like, but I want to do it on a bigger scale. Uh-huh. I, wanna, I don't want to just be a church act. Are you, what, taking it back to your specific choice of material, how old are you at this point? At this point, I'm in high school. I'm like sophomore. Okay, so say you're, you're uh, 15, 15, 16 years yeah. old. At 15 years old, are you getting laughs? I'm getting laughs, you're yeah. You're getting laughs. Yeah. So for a 15-year-old, talk, tell me about how that's, that feels to you, your 15-year-old self, uh-huh. because it's a high now. Yeah. And I'm a grown man, so 15 years old, that had to be exhilarating for you to have have control of an entire church. Churches are big. Yeah. No, those Bronx churches, like, so our church was a small church, maybe like 100, 150 people. Okay. But then these some of these Bronx churches that yeah. I was performing in yeah. front of, like, yeah. hundreds, yeah. like, giant churches. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was, it was it, like you're saying, it, there was a high to it. There was an exhilaration yeah. of like, even just being performing in front of people. Like, that, that, it always makes me laugh when I, I talk to people and they're just like, oh, I, I couldn't get in front of people. Right, right. Aren't you scared? I'm right. like, no, no. This is what we do. This yeah, is why like, we I do. love right. being up there. Like, right. I love, you know, being able to manage that crowd. Yeah. It's almost like a lion tamer. Like, yeah. All right, this is my time. Right, right, right. Uh, so at that age, like, I was loving that attention, but I was still trying to figure out. Like how a Leguizamo got mm-hmm. to be Leguizamo, right? So I I tried out for theater and mm-hmm. you know in high school and I, I messed up. <laughs> so a dude had posted flyers was like, "Oh, bring in a monologue." And the only monologues I knew were the ones I wrote, the church ones, or Leguizamo monologues. Oh, uh, okay. I wasn't I wasn't classically trained. Right, right. <laughs> so I remember I auditioned for this guy. Uh, this is about like tenth grade. Like and this is a show in school. This is a show in school. Okay. Like he's he he runs the theater department. Okay. And he was looking for actors. No, because you, you when you were saying the guy, I was like, it's just some guy has a garage. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. This is in high school, and he's like, you know, yeah, I see the flyers. I like, join theater, and you know, these are the plays they're going to be doing, mm-hmm. like The Glass Menagerie and right. Virginia Woolf. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I don't know what any of that is. Right, right. What's a menagerie? Yeah, I want to do that. Right. So uh, I remember going to audition, and a part of me knew, I was like, I don't think I got the right material for this, because I had picked up that a piece, because I've watched it like religiously. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. So you had it verbatim. I had it it set up. I knew the movements. Right. And I'm sitting there watching other people go up and like, you know, they, 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 Hamlet, William Shakespeare, and then right. doing their monologues. I was like, okay. Right. And, you know, Othello. Right. And, uh, right. <laughs> Tennessee Williams. And I'm like, I don't know if I should be. <laughs> I was like, whatever. I, this is right. this guy. This, boy, yeah. this, this guy's the, this is the man. He's, yeah. I, if everyone laughs, it's going to be great. And yeah. sure enough, the kids are laughing. Okay. I picked the scene where, uh, so I did from the show Freak. Freak, okay. He does a scene where he talks about, you know, he has this thing with his dad, and then he goes, uh, the line that starts it off was like, I found out I could have a better time by myself than I could with my dad. Mm-hmm. And he talks about the first time he's masturbated. Okay. And that's the piece I end up doing. At least you didn't do that at the church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the piece I'm doing for the guy who's right. running the theater department who takes it super serious. <laughs> 
And I'm talking about, but like, like was I would take it to a whole extreme where he's like hanging stuff on his right. on his junk, and he's like doing yeah. the whole. And I'm doing all of that, right. and I'm going. <laughs> and the kids, and and the kid, and they, I'm getting laughs, and then all of a sudden the guy stands up, he goes, enough. <laughs> and I stop, and I was like, uh, Eric Rivera, and I back. He's <laughs> like, mm, <laughs> let me, uh, you know, we'll we'll talk after. And I was like, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and okay. I waited for everyone to finish auditioning. I was like, so what'd you think? And uh, he's like, uh, you know, uh, uh, comedy's good. Uh, you know, I, I, I will reach out to you once we have a part, uh, once, we, once we start doing some kind of a comedy piece, and we'll definitely reach out for, to you. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, do, do you need my number? Like, no, I'll find you. I was like, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> that was my first. <laughs> that was my first pass. <laughs> right. That was your first pass, but but it was also your first taste of of uh, someone that can't do what you do hating on you. Yeah. For, no, I was just playing. But, but well, only because, once again, I'm, you know, I'm a comic parent, so I'm going to come from the position of, in my opinion, if he's the instructor, he's uh-huh. the educator, he should he should have, and maybe he did, maybe I'm mis- misunderstanding, but he could have encouraged you. Right, yeah. Uh, because you were you were comfortable, nobody else could do what you did. None right. of the other students that went on stage did anything remotely close to what you did. Right. In comparison to all of them presenting um, monologues from right. the classics, so to say. Right. You're doing a new classic. Yeah. You know, Leguizamo Freak is a classic, and and, and it's a and it's a, and it is a Broadway. It's a show he had. Yeah. He did on Broadway. Right. You know, so. If I'm the instructor, if I'm if I'm someone that's with the instructor, I'm gonna say to him, yeah, but there's there's some, even if even if you're if if we're if we're doing Othello or we're doing whatever whatever show they're doing, most shows do have comic relief, and even if they don't, you show that you were comfortable in front of an audience. Right. So he could have utilized you. Right. Uh, somehow, people get so rigid. I you know I, I get frustrated in in people being so rigid in in their approach instead of. Thinking outside of the box. Right. Shout out to Larry Moss because he's uh, an acting coach I worked with, um, who's worked, who helped multiple people win Oscars from mm-hmm. DiCaprio to Hilary Swank, and and the list goes on. And he he didn't like, he doesn't like uh, people that are so rigid and locked into their myopic approach right. to the craft. Right. It's like no, if you're serious about your craft, and clearly you were because you knew. Leguizamo's material back and forth. Do do you think he knew that you were doing Leguizamo? Oh no, yeah, because you go up and you're like, uh, and you yeah, say what? Eric Brown, John okay. Leguizamo's freak. Which okay, I, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, don't be so rigid. But then, you know, this was what 20 years ago, yeah. and this dude, all he knew were the classics, and all of a sudden, I'm doing yeah. something he's not comfortable with. It's almost like if a little kid would have gone up and done Pryor's Mudbone. It was right. Like, Wait, what? Right. What? Right. <laughs> but a but a real a real student of of uh, of the arts would know Mudbone, yeah. You know, at that point, right. And, and if, even if you say, well, it's 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 uh, sophomoric and it's ghetto, you're like, yeah, but it's it's prior, it's yeah. Mudbone. Yeah. You know, that's that's the, the problem problem we found. Um, I'm, when I was in film school, uh, most of the students were frustrated because it seemed like the instructors all hated Steven Spielberg uh-huh. because he was successful. Right. You know, and this is pre this is right before Schindler's List 
we so we were all on uh, Tarantino because Tarantino hit with a splash and did, but always stayed true to um, the the themes and the rules that existed before he came in. Right. And so if if you can if you can take what's been what's been done and you stick to all the rules. Right. Um, but then add your add and enhance what uh what's been done with, you know, your perspective. I think I think that's a win. Right. You know, I'm the, but you know, that's 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 how I see things and right. uh, you know <laughs> I'm not an instructor. I I'm a an artist that happens to have a Father Mugger Protocol podcast and hopefully <laughs> Some some new comics will get something out of it. So okay, so you so you don't get that. You I don't, don't get that. Don't get that. And then uh, I just sort of put it in the back burner because I still don't know the outlet. I'm still right. trying to right. find that outlet. And then on my 18th birthday, it's almost it's it's almost like one of those stories you hear. You're like, no, it, you scripted this. But 18th birthday, my cousin takes me out. She's like, uh, I'm going to take you out for your birthday. Mm. So her and her husband and some of my other cousins, we go into the city. We have mm. dinner. And then uh, my cousin-in-law, my, my cousin's husband, goes, oh, I got an idea. Mm-hmm. Puts in a phone call. It's like a Friday night. Takes us down into the village. Takes me to the comedy cellar. Oh, First wow. First time. Oh, 18th dude. birthday. Wow. I'm at the comedy cellar. Oh, wow. And I'm, and I'm watching. Which is ironic considering where we are. Yeah, and week, so I'm funny. watching... Stand-up comedy for the first yeah. time, not on TV, going, wait, so, wait, so these, these people, this is what they do? Yeah, right. And I, and, and kid you not, like, I rem- the two comics that I remember. You know I was going to ask. I was like, who? There's only on two this? dudes I remember. Uh-huh. So the first dude, uh, I, I couldn't even tell you who the host was or who went on before uh-huh. him, starts talking about his father and how he sounds like Mufasa. Uh, Godfrey. <laughs> Godfrey. Hey, this is late nineties. Yeah, Mufasa. Yeah, you're still alive. And I was just right. like, oh, and like doubled over. Uh, and then the dude that closes out the show, Bobby Kelly. Oh wow, that's that, that's when Bobby was still skinny and he and had sexy. That, yeah he had the he had the little Kango hat. And he okay, was, yeah. he was he was did, did, doing like all this high energy, and yeah, I just Bobby's remember dying. Yeah. Like oh my god. And after the show, like I, I'm just like we were talking. Did you about, get to talk to them at all? I talked to Bobby. Okay, <laughs> and, I t- and I remember I'd be on this all the time. I'm like, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so I see Bobby in the hallway, that little hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm coming out. I'm 18. I'm right. a kid. I just seen what I like right. gods right. on stage. Right. And I think we talked about this. You get off stage and you're like, yeah, look, look what I look what I did. Look what I've created. And Bobby's there talking. He's got his back to me, and he's talking to a, a lovely female. Yeah. And I, like, I tap him on the shoulder, thinking like, this what, do you, is, "What do you want?" I tell you, he turned it on. I was like, "Oh my god, I just want to tell you, you're amazing." He's like, "Dude, I'm working here." But I was still so enamored by the whole oh, thing. Man, In my so head, cool. I was like, "Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, he's so cool." Look at him. He called me dude. <laughs> Look at him. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. So yeah, so so like full like once I got past the seller, he was like the first dude I approached. And I was mm-hmm. like, dude, I I watched you when I was eighteen, right. and I wanna I wanna work. Really, with, I wanna thanks, open thanks with, for yeah. make me feel old. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I wanna over be, and he would take me on the road. Uh-huh. But yeah, so that was the first time I saw a comedy right. outside of TV, and I was like, oh, that's amazing. Right. Like these dudes are doing it. For real. So now you're. Did you take the train down or you drove down? We took. The, we drove down, that, drove down that night. So so the ride the ride back to New Rochelle was going through your mind. That had to be because it's a it's your birthday, but B is like this epiphany where oh this 
this is this is how they do it in real life versus yeah. a concert Leguizamo or Murphy right. or whomever. I'm just blown away by it, and at that point, I'm just hungry for more right. material. Like, how do I, like, how do I see this more? How do I right. get my hands on it more? So. At that point, like I really like just started watching Comedy Central and just watching okay. all those half hours, like uh-huh. Jim David and right. uh, you know uh, Ralph Harris was another right. big one that I would, oh with the glasses, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pablo Francisco, yeah. and I started learning about fine, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> all those to me, all the to me, that's when Comedy Central specials were really special. Because oh, they were amazing. Everybody didn't get one. Yeah, there were a handful of cats that got one, and they all like Dane Cook's first special where his half. Hour, the, yeah, that half hour is to amazing. Me, it was amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like that. Like I, I remember all of them. Take some just, waters, places flat. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's like on the floor. Ah, yeah. uh, Burger King. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. thought he was the Burger King. Right. Yeah, so I saw like all those guys, like Geraldo, Patrice, like, right. and I'm just, I'm just devouring it almost, yeah. like, because I'm like, this is amazing. Like I did, this is a whole new world that's opened up to me. Right, right. Uh, and then it was, at, I was 18 at that point, graduate high school, and then go off to college. And in my head, I was like, I was like, how do I get into comedy? Is it like, do you have? Is there a major? Right. Is there like a hey. school or something? Hey. I can't find any information on it. So. Are, are you thinking about going to college, kind of just as the safe approach to appease your parents and also to find to buy time? No, I well, you know I, what you my, no, I didn't know what I want to do. I right. still trying to figure it out. And mm-hmm. my mother was like, you know, immigrant parents always like, you're going to college, right? So I was like, all right. I was like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll go away. Where are your parents from? My mother's Guatemalan. Okay. Father's Puerto Rican. Okay. He was born in Queens. Mother came over at 19. Okay, okay. So for her, it was like, she was always like, oh, you should, what about a dentist? You want to be a dentist? <laughs> uh, yeah, a stockbroker. They make good money. Right, a doctor. Right. Like, she's trying to give me, like, legit careers. Right. But I know I want to do something. Yeah, here you come. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I know I want to do something in the arts. Yeah. And then a lot of my friends started going off to college, like, yeah. like, oh, we're gonna go. I'm gonna go to Notre Dame. I'm gonna go to Miami. So I was like, oh, yeah. maybe I'll go far away. Yeah. Try to figure out. At the time too, I'm trying to get away from that religious. Yeah. Upbringing, like I, my mom ruled with an iron fist. So uh-huh. they, I, I, like, I'm still a virgin. I haven't uh-huh. drank. I have no drugs. Right. Like, and not that I'm gonna go crazy, right. but. Like I couldn't go. But you're out. curious. I couldn't go out for the weekends. I couldn't party. Didn't really have like a serious girlfriend. So right. for for me, it was like, oh, if I can get away from the <laughs> from the kingdom, right. maybe I can finally explore life. Right. Uh, she was like, you're not. So even you going, uh, uh, thinking along that, those lines, you going to the city with your cousins for your birthday. That was a special occasion. That was a special occasion because yeah. the, the city was right. The devil's playground. Yeah. Yes. It we still don't go is. there. Right. <laughs> But because my cousin was taking me, okay. and, and my cousin was almost like a daughter to her that she okay. trusted, okay. she's like, all right, you can take him. You think because your cousin was female versus male, it made a difference? No, I just okay. think she trusted her. She's okay. one of those people that she trusts okay. wholeheartedly. How old was she when you were uh, She is... I want to say she's closing in on 50 now. So she was she was older than me. Okay. So she's about like, there's like a like 20, 30-ish. yeah, like a 15, 20 year okay. gap okay. between us. Okay, low 30s, uh, okay. Yeah, that so she sense. was married at that point. She was, right. yeah, like okay. mid-20s. Okay. Had her husband. Yeah, so she trusted her. Uh, so I'm like, I'm going to go away. I unveiled that at this plan to my mother. She's like, you're not going away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she was like, why don't you go to Iona? Oops. She was like, why don't you go to Iona College? Good old Iona. Which is legit two blocks from my house. Right. Like, we could have lunch together. Right. And I was like, that's not a selling point. Right. I'm not doing that. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> Lunch every day yeah. with mom yeah. while I'm in college. Yeah. So then I come up with the idea. I was like, oh, if she's not going to let me go far, what if I go into the city? Because mm-hmm. that's where I saw comedy. Yeah. That's where apparently it's the devil's playground. But I felt like it was the whole world on this one little island. Right, right. It's in perspective. So I applied for Pace University okay. and I applied for St. John's. Okay. St. John's was actually one of the, like one of those schools that was like my dream school because like I remember watching uh, the Red Storm uh, games. Yeah, the they were good. Uh, Felipe mm-hmm. Lopez mm-hmm. Right. was like going to be the next thing. Right, uh, right. <laughs> I got accepted to both schools. Uh, what was your major? At that point, I was undecided, but I was like looking. I started to look, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I'll do communications because it's mass media." <laughs> that's what we all, yeah, I was communications. <laughs> that's why I asked. I all like, the all the brochures showed a dude with a camera. They're right, smiling. Yeah. There's TV sets. I was like, "Oh, right. maybe I should just do that." Uh, so I got accepted to both schools, and at that point, it was like, "Do I go to my dream school, or do I go into the city?" Because St. John's was in, in Queens. Queens, yeah. And I was like, oh, I could go into the city. Well, you're right down at, yeah. the, at the mouth of uh, of the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. So I end up going to Pace. Okay. My mother's not happy. Okay. It's like, oh, you're going to the city. And I, I fed her this whole, like, no, but they have a campus in, in, in Purchase, <laughs> but you got to start right. in the city That's for funny. the first, I think, year or two, and then they move you to that camp. That's okay. Funny. So I was like, uh, hey, look, let's do this first. And you then- hustled your mom. I did. <laughs> <laughs> So I start school, and I've sort of the comedy thing is now in the back burner because I'm like I just don't, I it's not in any brochures, there's no comedy classes, but I'm doing I'm still doing stuff like I'm doing the communication course and I'm doing the public speaking courses which I love like just being up there and doing different speeches and of course I'm taking different angles on it like everyone's doing Mm. you know like he like oh prepare a speech where you you know the the person is trying to influence somebody and like some people are doing like anticipation proclamation and then John F Kennedy that's not and I I ended up doing like Morpheus the Matrix because like (laughs) so so, like the professor you're always bucking this system the professor like he like me he was like okay. he was like you're different he right. was like i don't know what you're what goes on in your head but i like the, the you, you think different he encouraged you where's your, your the other teacher the, yeah the other teacher did like, so how, good. two lines right attention uh, right. he was like i like that you're different right uh so i joined this uh organization at school uh alianza latina okay because growing up in your shell i always felt i didn't fit in with my culture okay because i grew up in the suburbs Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Latinos that were there were you know, predominantly Mexican and, or had just gotten to the country. Mm-hmm. So didn't speak English as well. And my right. Spanish is a little choppy. So once right. once you unveil like, oh, this is my Spanish, it's almost like, uh, I, I always said, I'm like a zoo lion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were like lion lions. And they could smell <laughs> the zoo on me. You were domesticated. Yeah, they were, I was a domesticated lion. They could smell it on me. It's just like, no, you're not one of us. Right. Beat it. So I joined this organization, which is all about Latino culture. I was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find myself here. Right. And find, I'll be amongst my people. Right, right. I joined the organization, uh, and you know, I stayed with the organization because I'm I'm enjoying learning this, all the the stuff about my culture that mm-hmm. I did not know. Okay. Uh, okay. And then I somehow run for elected board. I become the social VP. Okay. okay. Uh, this is like my second year of college. Okay. And you know, I'm looking through old records of the social VP of events they did. You know, they did, oh, we do mixer night, we do this, and they went. Comedy night. Yeah, comedy I was like, night. huh, that's pretty cool. 
You know, when you said Pace, I was like, I, I remember performing at Pace. Yeah. I remember doing shows there. Yeah, so I see this thing, and I was like, how do you do this? And like, oh, you got to find the talent, mm-hmm. set up the contract. And I was like, okay, cool. Right. Reach out to Sophie K. Yeah, so <laughs> I think the first comic I booked was... Uh, Brad Trackman. Brad Trackman, wow. Uh, Brian Kennedy was hosting. Okay, okay. Will Sylvins. Okay. And Russman Eve. It's a strong show. That was the first lineup that's, I ever booked. That's a strong, that's a, you, you, had, you had the eye, kid. <laughs> I can't take more credit because I, I reached out to Brad Trackman first because I'd okay. seen him. I think Sophie had sent me some DVDs and I liked him. I, thought, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's pretty funny. And he was like, oh. Oh, it was Sophie K. I was totally joking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's still, that's funny. So uh, he, he was like, oh, let me help you out with the lineup. Like, uh-huh. who are you thinking? And he was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I need somebody urban. I need right. somebody. He was like, oh, he, he brought me Will. And, right. and I remember taping. And the one thing I do remember about Will, like, so we were taping because I was like, oh, I'd like to have a tape of this so that I could watch it. And he told you no. And Will was the one dude who was like, I don't want to be taped. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> right. That's funny. Uh, so, and then Brad made the mistake of saying, hey, man, anytime you want to come see a show, let me know. Mm-hmm. I'll give you tickets. Oh, dig it. Okay. So I was like, like, anytime? He was like, yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> so you you, so you, I, you, were the dude that abused Oh, the, I took the, him up the on the offer. I was like, I, I would see the line. I was like, oh, he's going to be at the comic strip. All right, I'm coming to the comic strip. And I would go. Uh-huh. Uh, stand up live, stand up New York. I'll uh-huh. be there. Uh, you know, Gotham, I, yeah, I'll be there. Right. And I was just going to shows and just watching. But he's also looking like, well, shoot, I, I got paid from this guy once. Maybe he'll book me again. And, and I did. And I booked him a yeah, couple so, other times. So it, and, was, it was reciprocal. And bringing other comics in. Right. And so I was just going to shows. And at the time, I didn't realize what I was watching, but I was like, I was getting to see dudes that, uh, you know, who have, you know, some have passed mm-hmm. that people are like, oh, I wish I would have seen like Hedberg. I got to see Hedberg right, at right. the comic strip. Right, right. Like, and now I'm like, damn, I, dude, I got to see uh, Mitch. Yeah, when Greece, people yeah. still talk about him like, right. uh, like a legend. I was like, yeah, I got yeah. to see him live. Yeah. So I was at comic show all the time. And then one day, I remember watching it and something just went off and I was like, I think I could do this. Uh-huh. Like, because you stop watching it as a fan, and you start seeing sort of the pattern and of it. And studying it, You start yeah. seeing, like, okay, here, here comes the punch. Right. All right, he just, he just faked it. Right. There's the, okay, I right. see what he's doing. Right. And it just happened one day. Like, I remember I was at the comic strip watching, uh-huh. and I was like, I think I can do this. Uh-huh. And uh, I called Brad, because me and him stayed friends at the time. And we cool. still are. Right. Like, he's one of those dudes that are like, I'll, you know, yeah. I see him around, hey, and like, we, we exchange online. And uh, I was like, hey, I, I'm thinking about doing comedy. Like, can you, can you sit down with me? I just want to pick your brain on stuff. He's uh-huh. like, sure. Uh-huh. So sit down one day, and he's like, first. It's a good thing you didn't ask Todd Lynn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, Recipes, Todd. That's it's so man. funny. But, like, it's so funny. Like, he was so helpful and just so, like, yeah, I'll sit down with you. Because, like, I, I'll see other comics, and I know it's just a. It's a partly a joke, but partly not. Like I, I, I notice, like even even with me, sometimes like, oh, hey, I'm thinking about doing. It. I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> like, but I laugh. I'm like, yeah. I'm kidding. Like, if yeah. you want to do it, do it. Like, but right. the, you know, I, I, there's no secret sauce on right. how to do it. Right. But some dudes are just like, yeah, no, nah, don't do it. And they yeah. walk away, and you're right. like, oh, oh yeah. I've, okay. I've, I've heard uh, those stories. Like I said, uh, from people that met Todd, right? Instead of me first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Todd told me to, to, that I was going to be in the way, right? You know, you know, like, uh, well, you know but yeah. but that's good. So when do you finally? So he tells me, I right, go get this book. 
uh, Judy Carter's Judy comedy Carter, Bible. Yeah. He goes, that's just going to teach you how to write. It's going to okay. teach you the whole premise, punch, and it's going to put you on a schedule. Goes, okay. And then, and then you get up, go to, go to open mics. There's, a, there's like a website you can go. I was like, all right, cool. Gives me all the info. And Brad's the nicest yeah, guy. Nice guy. Sweetest guy. He calls me a couple weeks after that. Hey, man, how's it going? I was like, oh, good. He goes, have you gotten up yet? I was like, no. Well, so I just finished reading the book. I, I wrote some stuff down. Uh, I was going to go today. Or I, I, I was like, oh, I was going to go. Yeah, I was going to go yesterday, but I didn't. So I'm just going to wait till Monday. Were you procrastinating? Was it fair? I was a little bit. Yeah. It was almost like, you know, when somebody's about to start a diet. Like, I'm, I, you know what? I'll yeah. start Monday. Yeah. And you just keep putting it off. Hey, I can't do Leguizamo. I got to do me now. Yeah. yeah. Right. So... I'll never forget this because, like I said, Brad's like the nicest guy if you ever meet him. Yeah. He's almost like that guy. Like, like you look at me, like, oh, I could beat this dude. He's, kind of, he's mousy. He's kind yeah. of mousy. Yeah, and that's that's not a disrespect. That's no, just no. he's very, very low key. Yeah. Very, uh, just very low key. Yeah, you know? yeah. So he's real quiet on the phone. I tell him, I, I think I'm gonna start Monday. I was looking up some things, and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, and this is unlike oh, Brad's wow, character. Wow. And I was just like. Huh? He goes, listen, stop being a pussy. If you're not going to do it now, you're never going to do it. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> it was a Tuesday. Because then he goes, Wednesday nights, Hamburger Harry's has an open mic. Uh, Go. Because oh, if uh, you don't get up, you're never going to do it. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, wow. Wow. I hang up the phone. Brad gets Scully. Oh, yeah. I was, I was terrified <laughs> Brad was going to come shit me or something. I was terrified. So I was like, I, I'm going to go tomorrow. That's it. Right. So I, I call ahead and Gladys, Gladys is yeah. running the Hamburger Harry's. Right. I go. I tell my cousin who had taken me to the comedy store. I told her. I was like, I'm, I'm going to do comedy. I'm going to do this open mic. You want to come support me? No, no. I didn't that even was... do that. But her husband hears me. He goes, wait, where? And I was like, oh, it's in Times Square. He goes, oh, I, I'm, I work right around there. He goes, oh, I'm coming. And I was like, oh, Okay. He brings his camcorder. He's like excited. Yeah, right, right. Because he's always been like, you got to get up on set. Like, you're funny. He knew. So, so that's nice when yeah. you have family members or, or friends in your circle that always kind of saw right, right. your trajectory, even when you didn't. Yeah. So I go to Hamburger Harry's. It's a diner. Yeah. So I'm just like, is this? I don't think I'm in the right place. But I saw the billboard outside right. with the faces. Right. So I'm like, excuse me, is there open mic uh, yeah it's back go through the, 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 the hallway you'll see some chairs yeah. so I go back there it looks like it's just where they store the tables <laughs> and chairs right. and I see people like setting them up and I'm like what's going on here yeah. they're like oh, yeah, open mic will be ready in like 10 minutes just hang out out front I'm like you're okay. seeing literally behind the curtain yeah so eyes. I'm like oh okay so I go back out on the sidewalk and then people start gathering comics with their notebooks and stuff and uh, anyone that you recognize no one at that okay. time yeah so uh I I think she, I think it might have been done by like you know like lottery. lottery. I end up getting the fourth spot. Oh, that's a good slot. It's a good slot. I didn't good know good that slot. at the time. I was yeah. like, okay, so I get to see people doing it, uh, and then I go up and I I did great. Like I was sure. like, that was my first time on stage, and then started doing the material. Yeah. And I felt good, like yeah. I, I, like as that that instant of hooked. I was like, yeah. "Oh, I'm doing this. Yeah, this the, is the, it." The, the adrenaline rush, the, yeah. the, the the rush of energy, and the, the, as you're probably still chasing. Um, yeah. <laughs> chasing do, do, do you call Brad? I first? called Brad, and I was like, "I did it. I'm getting up again on Friday." Because he was like, "You," because he, he was the one that told me, "You go to the open mic, start talking to the other comics. They'll tell you about other open mics." Right. I was like, "All right." So I did it. Uh, how'd it go? It was great. I'm getting up again on Friday. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. Now. The reason I say I'm happy he did that 
So I did Wednesday, great show. Mm-hmm. Friday, it's another sp- little spot, it's a restaurant, Maui Tacos. Okay. It's like a taco well, shop, Hawaiian taco shop, but in the basement, they huh. got a room. That's what okay. most open mics are, yeah. just a yeah. room that no one's using. Uh, I end up doing another one on Saturday, goes well, I'm, doing, I'm feeling good. Monday comes, the day I had designated that I was going to start. Okay. At the New York Comedy Club. Ah, okay. So it was, you could pay $7 and do one room, or you could pay oh, right, $10 they had two rooms. and do two rooms. Oh, wow. So Al, like, Al always had a sleep <laughs> hustle, boy. So I was like, oh, I'll do the two rooms. $10. <laughs> $3. That was a deal. Yeah. So the New York Comedy Club, if you go, is a, it's, it's a great club. Yeah, uh, now Emilio runs a great yeah. club. Yeah. He's one of my friends. Like I, I, he's one of those people I text. I love what he's done with the play. But even back then, it was a good club. It just, it just, it just needed it needed repairs. It needed but the comedy makeover. itself, yeah, and the, oh, way, yeah. the the way the room was laid yeah. out was always great. Definitely, definitely. It was just everything else about it. And I liked when they had the two rooms because you could you they would book you. For both, and so A, you didn't have to worry about running behind schedule and commuting to get to another spot, and B, it was just great to work out a joke in the big room and then the the little railroad track room, and it was so dark, and that felt more like a one-man show theater. Right. Um, so, So you're doing both. So I sign up for both. I go into that main room, and it's a big room. There's maybe four people in there, mm. and they're comics, and they're not really listening. Uh, so it's, it's like my first bomb. Right. Like, I'm just, I'm doing it. Right. There's no reaction. Right. Because well, they're judging and, you. So and at that Jesus. point, four shows in, I don't have a skin. Right. I don't have a thick skin for, yeah. so it, it really affects me. <laughs> and then I got to go now to the second room. Yeah. And little do I know is, after we're done, everyone just moves into the second room. Uh-huh. So the same people. Yeah. Oh. Gonna watch the same oh, show, damn. so I double bomb again. You're like, damn! I could have saved that three dollars. Like I'm legit in the little room, already broken from the first mm-hmm. room, and I and I'm hearing water dripping from a pipe. <laughs> <Just> that that. <laughs> and I'm just oh, like, shit. what is happening right now? That's funny. I get off stage. I don't sit down to listen to the other. Comment. I just go across. There's a pizzeria. Yeah. I get a slice, right at the corner, a Dr Pepper, and I just sit there defeated. Yeah, and I'm just like, I'm. Why would why why do people do this? And you still have classes the next day, no? What? Uh, do, you, you're still I'm in still school. school. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm still in yeah, school. Like so. I had done, like I had done school, and uh, now I'm doing right. this open mic, and right. then the class the next day. But I'm just sitting there defeated. Like, why? This is awful. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want to feel this again. Right. Right. This is. is it, if this is what comedy, I don't want to do this. And I bet you, I bet you, like to any new comics or any comics that were new at one point, obviously listening to having the same. We all probably went through that, you know, that yeah. first bomb. Yeah. And nothing prepares you for that first I know. bomb. But now the saving grace was, I, 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 I did well on those three other shows. Right. Right. Huh. Okay. That's how I always looked. So at it. it started pulling me out of yeah. it, and then I just, and then I just made a decision at that point. I was like, you know what? I'm just not gonna do the open mic here. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. Mm-hmm. That was it for me. Like, I, but if I hadn't done those three shows, right. if Brad hadn't called me right. and, and and been such a thug on the phone, right. 
Like I, I, I really want whoever's listening to look him up. Look up Brad Trackman, and text him and say thank you. Not even look that, but like look him up, look at his face and go, right. wow, yeah. <laughs> there's a dark side yeah. to this man. Yeah. Uh, but if he hadn't called me and made me get up that Wednesday, if I had done that as my first show, I don't, I don't think I'd be doing comedy. Right. I would have felt that feeling and be like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna focus on school. Right. Maybe, right. maybe I will be a dentist. Right. Maybe. I- <laughs> <laughs> For good communications, I like bicuspids. Yeah. <laughs> When when uh, when do you become uh, what, around what year is this? What for that you first get on stage and this is open, open. Uh, third year of college. This is like two thousand and three, two thousand yeah, two thousand four okay. almost. So when do you become? Cause I I, I want to say I, I, I used to work the factory a lot. Did you work the fact? I'm trying to think where, what club. In New York? Yeah. The, I did, well, I, I the know. The Times Square. I did New York Comedy Club a lot. Was It It might have been New York then. And I know I booked you a couple times, because I used to run the Latino Laughter right. show in that little room. Right. So, like, I would call Al to see who he had in the main room. Right, okay. And then I couldn't afford spot pay, because <laughs> the little room didn't see as many, and right. I was actually, I was. I started, so I got the, I got that, Ozzy used to run the Latino Laughter show. I never oh, met Ozzy. Right. Ozzy passes, they give it to another comic. Uh. This comic and me become friends, and then he's like, I'm moving to Atlanta. Do you want the show? Oh, uh, what comic? Jamie Roberts. Oh, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. And he's back in New York now. Yeah, he's and back engaged. in New York. Yeah. To, so, uh, what's her name? So he's like, do you want the show? I was like, yeah, I'll run the show. Right. So I, being me, and trying to really, because like at that point, like I'm getting up on stage. I'm getting better, I feel. And uh, I was like, but I need more stage time. These mm-hmm. little five-minute sets aren't cutting it. No. So I take over Latino Laughter Show, and it used to be... A group of dudes would just show up, and they would get up on stage, and everybody would do, like, five-minute sets okay. for Latino Laughter Show. Okay. And in my head, I was like, well, what's the difference between this show and the main show? Right. The main show's got these guys who I want to be like. Right. You know, I would see you. I would see Wally. I would see right. Marina. I would see Greer. Right. And I was like, how do I get to that level? Okay. So I took it upon myself. I was like, all right, so what I'm going to start doing is, this is when my space was like, I'm going to start promoting the show. Okay. And I'm going to start booking some of these people to come to this show. That was smart. And I'm going to start cutting some of this, these, it's almost like parasites. They were just showing up thinking they're going to get on stage. Right. And actually start booking a show. As you're doing that, though, is, is there resentment? Oh, there's resentment from the other comics. Right. Because they're showing up like, hey, man, Ozzy would throw me on. And I was like, I, I get that. But Ozzy's. Dead. Not running the show anymore. Well, I'm running the show. Yeah. Because he's dead. <laughs> uh, and then I started booking dudes that I was coming up with. Right. And, and I was offering more stage time. Okay. So, you know, this was like the beginning of like, hey, man. Like, Mike Vecchione was one of those dudes. I was okay. like, hey, come to do the show. Okay. It's a Saturday night. And I can't offer a lot of pay or no pay. Mm-hmm. But instead of five minutes, I'm going to give you a 10-minute set. Right. Or a 15-minute set. Right. And I was doing the same for myself mm-hmm. instead of, so, so that I could start expanding Grow. and start growing. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that. And yeah, I was getting resentment from that. But I was learning a lot, too, mm-hmm. from other comics. Like, right. And I was getting dudes to come in and do sets. And I'm like, okay, this is, I'm, right. I'm loving this, right. this part of it right here. Right. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to put a, some breaks on college. Mm-hmm. Which my mom was not happy yeah, about. No. But I was like, listen, if I'm, let me try this for a year. If I'm not good... Mm-hmm. Then I go back. I always hear those stories. I always wonder how how did she respond? She didn't talk to me for a year, D. (laughs) It was the the most uncomfortable year. Yeah, I'm sure. But I was getting more stage time. Then I started running a show. I was like, I was getting my teeth in the New York scene. When when does your mom find? Because they have to sort of happen concurrently. When do you get to a point where where are you working during this? 
I'm working at this job. A friend of mine in college got it for me. Uh, it was called. Oh, uh, and your mother's like, oh, he went to college. Yeah. No, no, well, we went, <laughs> to, we went to college together at, right. the t- at the time. And he was like, I'm working at this company. He's looking for people. It's simple da- data entry. Okay. Uh, it's The guy, what he does is he leases these toll-free numbers. And you just man the phones, customer service. If something okay. happens, it's simple. Okay. I was making like $20, $25 an hour. Wow, that's a good... It's a good check. It's a good check to somebody now. Oh yeah, and I was working from. He didn't start at nine, so I would start like at eleven to five. Oh, that's a nice uh, for comics. Yeah, it's an awesome schedule. So I'm doing eleven to five. I'm doing comedy. I'm getting better at it, but then comes the point where I'm more in love with comedy. I really want to focus on comedy, uh, so my hours start shifting. It's like twelve to five, twelve uh, to four, because I'm uh, trying to. Like, I, I start running the uh, open mic at the mm-hmm. cellar, mm-hmm. and uh, then I'm doing, uh, you know, trying to do other spots. Right. starting to get past the clubs, and then, right. so little by little, then finally one day the guy, uh, sweetheart of a guy, he still emails me from time to time, check in on me. He, he's like, I, I need to talk to you. And I was like, yeah. all right. He's like, yeah, I know you notice things are a little slow right now. He goes, why don't you take a little, little vacation time, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'll call you when I need you. And I was like, oh, okay. okay, cool. Okay. I'll, take a little, I'll take a little break. Yeah, I could, I could use a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> then little by little those days become weeks and I was like oh I think this dude fired me yeah. but didn't have the heart to say right. you're fired right right uh, he did. nor give you uh, unemployment yeah <laughs> but he saw what was happening he saw right. my focus was elsewhere right right and so instead of leaving bad blood he was just mm-hmm. like yeah, take a couple of days I'll give you a call I was like yeah. oh, alright right yeah so, so, so now you're unemployed unemployed Doing comedy and really trying to make. Are you earning something as a comic though? Because you're promoting the Friday. The the Saturday show wasn't really bringing me any money because what I was doing was I was taking that money and just reinvesting it into the show for promotion. So like that 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 room sat maybe like fifty people, which I'm sure was a fire hazard. Yeah, Uh, I was selling like you know five dollar ten dollar tickets. And then I was taking that money and trying to pay two headliners, right, okay. like you know that I considered headliners. And L- then I was looking ta- back. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was taking some of the rest of that money uh, and then investing it in printing out flyers okay. or tickets. Like, hey guys, come back, free tickets. Right, right. You know, just specifically for that show. Right, so I was okay. constantly just trying to build that brand, and at the same time, just sit in front of MySpace because I saw what Dane had done, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is how it's done. Yeah. Yeah. So I was constantly just trying to work on that and right. get to that next level. You were trying, you were doing. It. Yeah, but I wasn't making any money. But there was no money. Yeah, so, and yeah. then I was doing a bunch of like you know those like uh, Steve Bix gigs who runs you around uh, Jersey and Pennsylvania firehouses uh, for like fifty uh, to uh, 60, 70 bucks. I was I was losing money, but in my head right. I was making money. Because uh, you're getting experience. Experience. Right. And then finally, I really started making money was I did the NBC Diversity okay. Showcase. So how, how did how did you wind up on on the NBC that I was going to get to that? How did you get on that? So the first year they did it, I remember hearing about it, and I, I waited online. Okay. Uh, you know, I wasn't towards the front of the line right. because I wasn't going to camp out. Right. But I got there early enough where I got a spot. Where did they do it? They did it at the, I, I want to say it was at the Laugh Factory that okay. year. Okay, okay. That was their in first Times year. Square. Yeah, in okay. Times Square. And at that time, I had a good, you know, 15 minutes of material. Mm. And then I remember the dudes that got on to the final. Okay. The big callback in front of the, uh, a live audience. I did not make it to the final because I did not have 
Like, I, I call it, like, with comedy, you have to have gears. Mm-hmm. That's why I always, I never understand comics that don't have another gear. Oh, that's funny. Like, I'm going <laughs> to live and die by this. Explain, explain for, for this, this is a good good rule for, for newer comics and just fans of comedy to understand what, what the gears are. It's just, it's, it's, it's uh, like in anything. Like, all right, so I'm a big boxing fan. You have a fight plan mm-hmm. until you realize the audience, who's your opponent, right. has a fight plan. Right. And they're not going to let you pull right. off your fight plan. And so right. Yeah, so in New York, I would see dudes that had other gears. Uh-huh. Like like uh, Greg Giraldo will get up there, and if the audience wasn't feeling him, he would pivot, right. and then all of a sudden hit you with something else right. and just take it to a different level. Right, right, right. You know, you're one of those dudes in New York, Bobby Kelly, right. uh, Norton. Like I grew up watching these guys who right. had that other gear. Right, right. So I'm sitting there... Uh, at the Laugh Factory, and I see dudes that went through the first level like I did, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, boom, have a second gear to them. Where, where, and just to elaborate to y'all, so, so uh, what Eric is saying is, as any any performer, but specifically any any live performer um, that's presenting their own material versus, say, uh, a play, but you can even do it in a play. Yeah. You know, a play has in three act in a three act play, there are different dimensions. Um, of the performance, and you want to build to a crescendo. And so what Eric is saying is, you know, you might start off very low, you know, start off, um, you know, if, if you use a scale of zero to zero to 100 uh, with a, as, a, as a car, right? you know, you don't necessarily want to start at because you have nowhere to go. Right. So you can start, you can, maybe you start out, you know, okay, we're, we're, we're in a residential area, so I'm going to do 25 miles per hour. Right. If the crowd is rocking with me, then I can kick into, you know, 40, 45 yeah. miles per hour, you know, where, where you have fewer and fewer uh, traffic lights. Right. And, and then you have some open road where, all right, I can put yeah. 55, you know. And, and yeah. so that's that's what Eric is saying is that you can, uh, you can, change, you can change your gears because changing your gears – is going to uh, also give the the audience a, a different um, a different emotional experience and connection right. with yeah. the set. But there are some comics that don't have another gear. Right. Like I've worked with some dudes right. where it's like, all right, there's ten people in the audience, and this dude still has to do the same yeah. act because he doesn't have another gear. Right. So I'm watching these guys take it to a whole different level, and I'm and in my head I knew enough. I wasn't cocky. Like I feel like there's a new breed a comic who's just super cocky i can do anything and at that point i saw it and i go oh i don't have that gear i gotta work on that gear well and that's also just uh a maturity that you had that other comics might not have uh, lynn and i were talking about that earlier and i think in order for you to succeed in, in any in order for anyone to succeed in whatever it is they do you have to be able to assess your shortcomings right and if you're if you if you're watching Will Sylvins or Marina Franklin on stage, and you see them start low, but they build higher, and they keep building higher, yeah. and then finally, it's this climactic, uh, you know, punchline, and 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 drop the mic, woo, drop the mic right. moment, and you're just coming out because that's honestly watching you this week. I'm like, yo, Eric, Eric is a different comic than the comic I knew 
in New York. Right. Because and that just came from maturity because I because I can hear the difference. Right. In the in the audience where I'm like, oh, okay, he, son, son's son's a vet now. Right. You know, he's, he's he's been he's he's been tainted. He's had he's had some rejection. He's had some. He's got some fights under his. Had now. some fights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, real talk. You know, and, and you and and so the same, the same thin skin that you used to have. Mm. You you've turned that you've that, that that skin has become callous and not not callous in a miserable way but just a way that said okay I need to be harder to protect myself right um, so that when it's not the way when things aren't um, uh, set up the way I prefer them right it's okay because I know how like you said you got to learn how to pivot yeah and then roll with the punches and, right and 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 you know pull and then jab you yeah know? so. I don't go back the second year they come back. Okay. I, I don't go back the third year. Now, the fourth year they come back. Now, this is the point where my boss is now giving me vacation time. Hey, it was almost like a, like a perfect storm coming right. together. He's giving yeah. me the vacation time. I'm about four years in. I'm mm-hmm. running a show. I'm not making money, but I'm breaking even, mm-hmm. so I'm not struggling. Uh, I'm still living at home, so it's not like I had any bills to pay. You're commuting from New Rochelle. Commuting from New Rochelle. And the one thing that was helping me is I had a car. Okay. So a lot of headliners like Bobby Kelly. Yeah. Who I, tell, talk about that. That's who funny. Who I, I and now I'm, I'm you know working the cellar because I'm I'm running their open mic so I see him from time. I'm like, hey, I'd love to work with you. And of course he busts my head. Are you a funny kid? I'm right. like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty funny. Right. All right, pick me up and he, you know I, so he right. starts taking me on the road with him. Doing clubs or colleges. Or Doing both? clubs and a little bit of both. Okay. Uh, so and then uh, you know I start working with Will. Too. He okay. starts taking me on the urban right. scene and right. taking me to college as well. Okay. Uh, so. And when you ask them, because you know people people have said to me, "Well, Dean, you always say uh, that you that you wouldn't approach Chris Rock when when you right. first started, but you had you a you hadn't just first started. B you had ingratiated yourself enough around them where you had booked them. Yeah. You were booking them. You were working with them. And it sounds like you didn't hit them on some. Yo, Will, I'm a beast. You right. need to bring me on the, you know, no, no. Just, there's, was, a, there's was, These were guys I was kind of looking up to, and I was like, oh, I'd love to open for you, right. if, you if you need. Right. And uh, the, the follow, do you have a car? Yeah, I got a car. Right. And a car. <laughs> a car is gold. A car is gold, baby. That's, I, I, myself included, when, when, uh, when I first was, you know, three, four years in, I, I had a car, and uh-huh. if cats had a college... I remember doing something. I spoke about it on a podcast probably a year or two ago where I was doing some. Jameek had done a NACA. He was right. one of the first cats from sort of our urban circuit that broke the NACA scene. And he, he had a three-college run in Pennsylvania. So mm-hmm. he, he was like, yo, you want to uh, you wanna um, do these shows with me right. and, and drive? So I was like, bet. He was like, I'll pay you $200 a pop. I was like, bet six hundred because I was telemarketing at the time. Yeah. So I was like, six hundred dollars in three days, I'll do it. You right. know, and um, and after the first show, the um, his agent found out I was on the shows and canceled me and said, uh-huh. yeah, he didn't go. He's he shouldn't be on the shows. Right. And so Jamik said he he was like, yeah, so I can't have you on the shows anymore. And just like earlier when we were talking, I said I still get my money right. He was like, yeah. I said, all right, yeah, I I drive the car, boys. <laughs> yeah. You know, drive it. if you if, if you are a new comic, that's that's you have a car. Boy. You a new comic, you got a car. I don't know who told this to me, but I remember it. I was starting out at the car. Uh, and I said, you know, I was like, oh yeah, I'm uh, Bobby's gonna take me on the road. Will's taking me, and they're like, you got a car? I was like, yeah. Car's the first 
part of Korea. Yeah. And I was like, ah. <laughs> Cars the first part of Korea. I like that. I was like, all right. Like Yo, you know what, Eric? We're having so much fun, and and clearly you have a story to tell. Um, I would, would you would you join me uh, for for a second episode? Hey, yeah, weekend? let's do it. Yeah, you know what? So, um, where can people find you on your social medias? You can find me uh, ericrivera.com, E-R-I-K Rivera.com uh, on social media: Instagram, Facebook, Eric Rivera Comedy, E-R-I-K again, and then on Twitter, Eric Rivera, E-R-I-K. Okay, okay, me. Y'all know me. Uh, I am Dean Edwards because that's who I am. Follow, uh, follow me on all my social media and uh, and make sure if you dug the podcast, man, make sure you subscribe and comment and, and, and like and tell a friend um, so that more and more people, uh, you know, can get some insight on what we do and how we do it and, and maybe uh, understand if they are an artist that there are different approaches. Um, on there's there's no right or wrong to it. It's just you know finding a way to get on stage and do it, man. Um, it's your man Dean. That was all love. Two fingers. We out. <laughs>